Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. Now, if you're a millennial, I really want you to pay attention to the show. But if you're not a millennial, I still want you to pay attention to the show because I have a question for you. How does a 22-year-old go from being broke, clueless, and sleeping on the floor of a small home with 10 other broke college buddies to making over $10,000 per month, traveling the world, meeting his business heroes all within six months? Well, meet Sean Gray. He started by asking himself better questions. And as he likes to say, being the person who he is becoming. Today, at age 24, he's an author, speaker, real estate investor, business owner, a rich dad education rep, and... With that, welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Marco. That was quite the introduction. <laughs> well, it's all true. I mean, you have an amazing story. And what impressed me a lot about you is you were 22 at the time. You're 24 now, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And, you know, that puts you in the millennial category. And, you know, there's 90, well, it depends on whose numbers you read, but there's over right. 82 million of you guys out there. <laughs> yes. And... I think a lot of millennials really are kind of lost. You know, a lot of them live still live at home because they just don't have the income because they don't have the jobs. A lot of them are in school or they were in school and dropped out. You know, they're trying to find their way. And so this is the reason I wanted to bring you on the show is because I think you can be a massive inspiration for a lot of these people. But it's not just those people that are listening to the show. We have everybody from 18 to 70-year-old people listening to this show, and you can be an inspiration for everybody. So I'm very happy to have you on the show. Well, I'm happy to be here. So let's begin with a, a very basic question. What do you do? <laughs> that is a great question. It, it seems like a basic question, but uh, it's kind of like peeling back layers of the onion. I get asked that question a lot, and I'm not sure how to answer it. Sometimes I answer it with just a basic, I do sales, marketing, you know, because I can't tell if they're really wanting to know or if they're just making small talk. But for the conversations that, you know, like this, when you really want to know what I do, at the 30,000-foot level, what I do is I travel around and I build my brand, I build my network through building relationships and, you know, keeping my eyes open for opportunities. And when opportunities present themselves that align with my values, where I want to go, the things that I want to accomplish, you know, I, I, I put myself in those environments to take advantage of them. So I know that's a 30,000-foot view level and not very specific, but I'm sure we'll kind of get into more specifics as, as we go on. Like you said in my introduction, you know, I work with Rich Dad Education, do some real estate investing. I have a couple different businesses, one that teaches financial education and entrepreneurship to millennials, one that is more or less an online marketing lead generation business for various business and more or less affiliate marketing. And then obviously I have my real estate investing where I do majority of that through my asset management company. So my main focus in real estate is syndications, which is really just a fancy word, as you know, for saying, you know, raising money to do bigger and more deals. So I go out and I raise money from investors, bring the deals based off the relationships that I travel around and take the time to develop. And I put the two together. So 30,000 foot view. That's what I do. I'm sure a lot of people want to know how you went from sleeping on the floor with your college buddies who apparently were all broke to the turning point in your life that took you out of that, you know, down and out state, if you will, to 
getting on this upward momentum that has brought you to where you are today. What, what was that chain of event and what was the turning point for you? Yeah, the really the catalyst of it was when I read, and this is like so many other people's stories out there, when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, that little purple book gave me a, a huge paradigm shift and changed my focus from wanting to make money to not only wanting my money to work for me, but wanting to be a part of something bigger and make a difference. So that was kind of the aha moment that sparked it. But when I got out of school, like you were talking about earlier, you know, so many young people get out of school and they feel very lost. And what sparked my transformation was asking better questions. And I know that's something that you mentioned. I think it's extremely important. Most young people, they get out of school and they say, what do I do to make money? right? This makes money the end goal just by saying those words. It makes money the end goal and it makes doing something, right? Trapping yourself on the left side of the quadrant, exchanging your time and effort for that money as the means to get there. Luckily, I was very fortunate to be introduced to some great mentors, my dad being one of them who's also in the investing world. And he challenged me to ask myself a better question. And, th and that question was not what do I do to make money, but what can I build that will afford me the lifestyle I want to live? See, there's a huge difference there. Now lifestyle is the end goal as opposed to money. And building something as opposed to doing something is how you get there. Sure, both require work, but building something is putting yourself on the right side of the quadrant and you know setting up systems and processes and building streams of income around the lifestyle that you want to live, not the other way around. So it was really just a combination of where I was at in life, the book that I happened to be, pick up, and the mentors that I chose to surround myself with, and then the questions that I chose to ask. That's a good segue to kind of the core thing that you talk about, and I think this is something that you probably have created, and you just refer to it as your three keys to success. And I know if you probably ask different people, you'll get different answers to this question, but you kind of broke it down into three categories. And the first is change how you think. And, and you just touched upon that here a minute ago. Let's talk about that. Break down the whole thing about your mental state and your mindset and how you think. Why is that important? And where did you go in the beginning to where you are today in that change in mindset? Well, it's really a transformation. And it starts again with asking yourself, the right questions, right? Our words are, are extremely powerful, as you know, and, you know, our minds are extremely powerful. And if you agree that, you know, if you study any personal development or thought leader or philosopher from, from Plato and Aristotle to, you know, Napoleon Hill and guys today, you know, every single one of them has a very consistent message. They all delivered in different ways. But, you know, Henry Ford, you know, what does he say? He says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. There's right. there's so many different Napoleon Hill. Right. He titled his book Think and Grow Rich. He didn't title it Work and Grow Rich. You know, so to me, if you want to be rich, do what the rich do. And I just all what I did was just studied and immersed myself in the way rich people think, the way wealthy people think, the way successful people think and what they do. And all of them say that success starts in your mind. If you believe that, you know, what you think and believe affects how you behave and how you behave affects the results you produce. It would make sense that if you want to change your results, whether it be financially, whether it be, you know, career, whether it be whatever it is, that it first starts with changing your thoughts. You know, 
I, I can say, don't think about the Eiffel Tower, right? What are you thinking about? Right. The, Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, right? Exactly. So this is why a phrase that I use is ridiculously intentional. We have to be ridiculously intentional with the words that we not only choose to say, but the words we choose to think in because our thoughts manifest in our actions and our actions dictate our results. So it's really the catalyst. And you ask any successful person, you know, where does success starts? And, you know, you have to start thinking like a successful person. You mentioned that, that quote that I often say in the beginning, you said, be who you're becoming. Well, that starts with thinking like the successful people, thinking like the way of the rich. Kiyosaki says the greatest difference between the rich and the poor is the way they think about money, right? It's so true. There's a lot to be said about your outside world. What you become is a manifestation of your inner thoughts. And this is why self-talk can be so dangerous. It's critically important to have positive self-talk. But if you're negative and you think that you know bad things always happen to you, well, that tends to manifest itself in your life, does it not? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when when you set out to do something and, and you're afraid of failing and you're like, oh, I hope I don't mess this up. I hope I don't mess this up. I hope I don't mess this up. Well, messing this up is the focus of those words that you're saying right there. And chances are that's going to be the results that happen. Yeah. You know, there's also the argument of having a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. And I'm, I'm a big believer in having an abundance mindset. And you, you see this play out in the political world, and I'm not political and this show has nothing to do with politics, but so many people think that, you know, there's a finite size to the pie out there, you know, be it whatever tax revenues or resources or whatever it may be. But why don't more people just stop to think instead of having a finite pie, why don't we just make the pie bigger? And that way everybody can share in larger slices of that pie. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, Zig Ziglar said, you know, if you want, you can get all you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I couldn't believe in that anymore. It's very powerful. So, so that first section of, or that first part of your three keys to success is change how you think. And so obviously that that's the starting point with, with virtually everything in your life. And then you talk about mentors and, and I'm, I think this is a very important part for many, many people. So talk about that. Yeah, well, again, I'm a big fan of quotes, so I'm sure I'll probably say a lot of quotes on, on this show today. I think it's just they're just great ways to say a powerful statement succinctly. But Kiyosaki, again, he says if you want to get someplace, it's best to follow someone who's already been there. The cost of a mentor, the cost of getting education or getting in the right environments where you're able to build those relationships is so much cheaper than the cost of ignorance or the cost of, of a huge mistake that you're likely to make if you're trying to figure things out on your own. And, you know, in the in light of this show being about millennials, you know, I think that's a big problem with millennials. And I rarely talk bad about my own generation. But the idea of, you know, we, we have a sense of pride and we don't like to be wrong and we don't like to be told what to do. And that's just not the way successful people think. So successful people are coachable. Successful people understand that there's multiple different answers and they're able to set their egos aside and their pride aside for the sake of learning and going from a whole a life in a society of growing up in school system, sports, religion, where we're constantly being told what to do, you know, by everybody. We get to a point in our lives, for me, it was when I graduated college where I had that freedom to really choose to listen to whoever I wanted or not listen to anybody. 
And I see a lot of young people think that they have it figured out, that they got this plan, and so they just start doing without taking the time to get a bigger perspective or getting more exposure or leveraging the experience of people who are, are where they want to be. Yeah, you know, I really like that quote from Tony Robbins. He says, um, you know, if you want to be successful, find someone who's achieved the results that you want and copy what they do and you'll achieve the same result. That's it. That's it, really. I mean, really, everything I, I put out there in, in terms of, you know, the three keys to success and the things that I'm working on, none of it is really new. It's just the same information with my perspective and my my experiences that I know a lot of people, especially today, millennials, can relate to. Exactly. Now, you know, I have to ask you the question, and, and I'm not making any assumptions here, but how much of an impact or an influence was your dad? Because he is a successful real estate investor. I mean, he's he's a somewhat high-profile person and a great guy. I, I spoke to him many years ago several times, and he's 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 a super person. How much of an influence was your father on you as a mentor? And part B of this question is really how much did he help you in getting started or going from virtually zero to where you are today? Great question. Well, I'm very fortunate to uh, have an amazing dad, like you said. and He's one of my best friends, and we work on different business ventures together. Obviously, he has his own things. I have my own things. But I believe the greatest thing that my dad did for me in terms of this transformation and uh, becoming the person I am today is he taught me how to think. And he taught me how to ask great questions. He always says, if you want great answers, you have to ask great questions. And he was really the one who gave me that question of not what do I do to make money, but what can I build that will afford me the lifestyle I want to live? So he was my first mentor. But the greatest thing he did was he taught me how to think for myself and ask great questions to to get great results and great answers. In terms of in part B to that question, in terms of helping me out, the real estate guys, as you know, he, they have a different events and you know they travel around and attend a whole bunch of seminars and workshops and things like that. Every single event that I've gone to, whether it be an event that the real estate guys are attending themselves, even if it's an event that the real estate guys are putting on themselves, mm -hmm. I still every event I've had to pay for out of my own pocket. You know, he's they do that for a few different reasons. One, so I have skin in the game. You know, I'll take it a lot more serious when it's my own money being put up. When you pay your own way. Exactly. Exactly. And the other reason is, you know, I don't really get any special treatment. I mean, I get the special, I spend more time with my dad than a lot of people get to spend time with. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's tons of people out there who have access to my dad. He has mentoring programs and different things like this. So in terms of him helping me out, I think what he's done the most is he's taught me how to think. He's taught me how to great, ask great questions. And he's pointed me in the direction of the environments that I need to hang out in. And that is the really the third step in my three keys to success. And that's change the people you're around? Absolutely. Change the people you're around. It is hands down the number one thing you can do to fast track your success, especially as a young person. And it's also one of the hardest steps to do. 
but really the first two steps, changing the way you think and getting a mentor, are a product of changing the people you're around. People always say, okay, change the way you think. That sounds all well and good. How do I do that? You know, you can read books. You can listen to podcasts, great ones like, like this one that you have, and different things to kind of give you that context. But you really, in the best way I've learned to describe it, you really change the way you think by the same way you learn to speak your native language, right? You didn't learn to speak your native language by, you know, studying sentence structure and verbs and consonants and nouns and vowels and and whatnot. You learn to speak by being around people who spoke the language. If you want to learn the language of real estate investing, immerse yourself in environments where that language is being taught. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, Jim Rohn has a great saying talking about quotes here. He said that you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's, Absolutely. that's pretty powerful. Absolutely. I remember my wife long, long time ago. This is before we got married. She had a friend who was unbelievably negative. And I don't know how my wife didn't see that, but she was constantly talking about all her problems and the woes in life. And I I said to my wife, I said, you can't have friends like that. That's going to bring you down. It's not going to help you. And when I kind of phrased it in the way I did at that time, she stopped to think about all the conversations she had with this woman and realized that, yeah, she is perpetually negative. And, mm -hmm. and, and that just rubs off on you and you can't have that. Yes, it's infectious. And positivity is infectious also. So, you know, just which environment do you want to hang out in? So change how you think, get a mentor, change the people you're around, obviously meaning to positive people. And Absolutely. that's really your, your three keys to success. Why do you think most people don't know what they want in life? I mean, this has always puzzled me. Yeah, that is a great question. And that is actually one of my favorite things to help people discover because, and the short answer and what I truly believe is I think it's a product of their questions. Your questions determine your perspective. And if you are giving yourself questions that are entrapping, like what do I do to make money? Well, now you just put yourself into a lifestyle of exchanging time and effort for dollars, potentially doing something that you don't like because that wasn't structured into the question. So I really think it's a product of the way people think. But also, and if we continue going in my, in my steps to success and building wealth and freedom, a lifestyle of freedom, you know, a lot of it is just the lack of exposure to how the real world actually works. You know, a lot of people think they want money, but really they just want money for the lifestyle that it can provide, you know, but so many people spend their whole whole lives and their time and effort chasing money and they're running into a brick wall, giving up what they really want for money, thinking that money is going to be the answer to get them to where they want. It's a means to an end. Yeah. It's, what you're saying is that money is just a means to an end. It's not the end itself. What people really want is freedom. Right. Exactly. It's a tool. It's a tool. Just like real estate is a tool. People don't buy real estate because they want to own real estate. They want real estate because of what real estate can give them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that makes uh, complete sense. So I, I think where people get stuck with all this is that they have learned certain things in the past that has fixated their views and perspective on life and money and finance, etc. And so I've heard you say this before. It's kind of like Yoda, you know, you must unlearn before you can learn. Right, right. <laughs> 
So that's the problem. I think a lot of people are in a rut or they have a certain paradigm that they need to shake off and unlearn before they can learn new things. Absolutely. You, you nailed it. It's a product of limiting beliefs, right? They think they can't do something because you know, that's not how the world works or that's not how it's supposed to be done. You know, they have this box that they live in, right? Entrepreneurs, guys like us, we're outside of that box all the time. We're, we're breaking rules and, you know, not breaking laws, but breaking rules and thinking very divergently about solutions. And the other thing that I, that I truly believe is that not only is it a product of, you know, that feeling of feeling lost or uncertain or kind of trapped in an unfulfilling lifestyle, not only is it a product of the questions that you ask, but again, back to changing the people you're around, it's a product of the environment that you're in. And on top of that, where I was going with this is that, you know, a lot of people don't take the time to ask themselves the questions that bring out what it is they truly want. An event I go to every year is a creating your future event. And it's a, it's basically a goal setting event. But for three days, it's somebody asking you questions that are deep questions that you don't really have the perspective because you're too down in the weeds, you know, in terms of your day to day life, that you rarely come up to that 30,000 foot view and look at the big picture and ask yourself, you know, questions like, you know, what do I want to be remembered for? What value do I want to add to the world? What type of legacy do I want to live? You know, if I had all the money in the world, how would I spend my time? You know, questions like that don't get asked very often, don't get given much thought. You know, but really, I have a philosophy that once you discover what your purpose is, what your major definite purpose is, and you go to work on building a model or a stream of income to support that or fulfill what your purpose is, suddenly you're retired. You know, the line between work and pleasure gets blurred and, you know, you're, you're living a lifestyle of freedom because every day you're waking up and you're, you're working and, and acting out of passion. It's a completely different way of thinking about things. Most people think I just need to go get money. I like your saying, start retired. Yes. Yeah. So you say, don't live to get paid, get paid to live. Right. That's brilliant. I mean, you, you need to trademark that. <laughs> well, it's the first chapter of my book, so uh, I'll work on getting that trademark for sure. <laughs> it's perfect. So let's stay on the subject here for another minute. I've heard you go through this questioning process to help people get to their why. And I believe it starts off with how would you live if you had a million dollars today or 10 million or whatever it is? Right. Can you go through that questioning process? Because I love it because it really ultimately gets down to the real thing that people really want. It's not the money. It's not the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So within Rich Dad and, you know, actually I just did some a strategy call yesterday with some people about investing and they start with, saying what they think they want. But it is a very kind of surface level response generally because it's just what's at top of mind, right? Once you dig deeper, and I always sound, I sound like a four-year-old asking these questions because it's just, oh, well, I, I want this. Well, why do you want that? You know, well, so I can do this. Okay, why do you want to do that? Well, because it makes me feel like this. Okay, so now we're getting deeper into the motive behind things. So the questioning is, you know, Again, most people have money at the forefront of their mind. They think they want money. Once you take money off the table, and that's really what that question does, it's taking money off the table to where it's not an issue. So if, if you had millions and millions of dollars coming in every single day, you know, you don't have to worry about starting new businesses. You don't have to worry about reinvesting your money. You're bathing in money. You have millions and millions coming in every single day. 
How would you spend your time? What would you do on a day-to-day basis? And that the responses that I get are pretty similar amongst a, a lot of people. They manifest in a few different ways. But the top three things pretty much are always I'd spend time with family. I would travel the world. And I would give back in some way, whether a charity or start a nonprofit or something like that. And then I proceed to ask them, okay, you know, would you want to travel all day, every day for the rest of your life? And they say, well, no. And I say, okay, would you want to sit at home with the family all day, every day for the rest of your life? Well, no. Okay, so can we agree that what you really want is the freedom on a day-to-day basis to be able to do what you want, when you want, how you want, with who you want, whether that be travel the world, stay at home with your family, or you know, spend time uh, doing some charity work. And nine and a half times out of 10, every time, that's what people want. They want that freedom in life. But it's funny because most people can't articulate that because they're so ingrained with the fact that I just want money, I just want money, I just want money. Well, that's what all our friends say, you know, I want to be rich, I want to have money, I want to be wealthy. I mean, that's what you hear. But nobody exactly. stops to ask, why do you want that? What are you going to do once you get there? Right. You know, it's that's not the destination. That's just a tool to get you to where you want to go. And it's everything you just said. Exactly. And that's why I love, that's why I love real estate, really, because it provides that freedom. It's one of the fastest ways to reach that freedom. Yeah, well, that's why we all love real estate, you know, income-producing real estate. So, Yes. Yeah, I mean, real estate is fantastic. It has real value, utility, it provides income, and it's got tax benefits. I mean, there are just so many things that real estate provides us to help Mm -hmm. us get to that ultimate goal of having that time freedom, personal freedom, et cetera, et cetera. Right. What advice would you give other millennials listening to you today? My advice to all millennials is pretty consistent, and it's those three things that we talked about. And if I had to hone in on one specific thing, and this is a question I asked uh, Ken McElroy. I was uh, hanging out with him. I don't remember where we were, but I asked him. I said, what's the – this was a couple years ago when I was just starting this journey. And I said, what is the number one thing that I can do right now to better myself, get closer to where I want to be in life and to my financial goals. And he answered me without hesitation and said, change the people you're around. And this is why I, you know, people ask me what I do and why I'm traveling around and going to so many events is because that's how relationships get built. You know, I got connected with you and now we're doing this podcast and who knows what opportunities are going to come out of that for the both of us. And that was all a product of meeting uh, Keith Weinhold, right, Mm -hmm. at uh, on an investing field trip in Panama. So my advice to young people is do not be afraid to invest in yourself. I know it's very hard when you're young because you don't see the concrete return right away. But I mean, there's two different mentalities here you know, there's the farmer mentality and there's the hunter mentality, or I should said the hunter mentality first. And the hunter mentality is really just, you know, instant gratification. You know, I'm going to get up, go to work and get my meal for the day, go to sleep and do it all over again. Where the farmer is, you know, planting seeds. You don't really see the fruits of your labor for a while, but once they do start to produce fruit, if you do your job and cultivate and nurture the seeds, you know, in due time, it'll bear fruit and you'll be able to not just live off of it for one day and have to go all, all over it again tomorrow, but you'll be able to live off of it for, for years to come, forever really. And so I, I think the advice to young people is 
immerse yourself, invest in yourself. And the greatest investment that you can make as a young person, I believe, is to get out there, attend seminars, workshops, trade shows, retreats, conferences, everything you can in the industries that you're interested in and where there are people, not just anybody, but the best people at what you're trying to do and show up, be seen, dress well, lock eyes, nod heads, sit in the front row, shake hands, talk with people. One of my mentors told me, you know, no mentor is going to come into your bedroom or into your living room and and extend his hand to you while you're sitting on the couch and say, come on, let's go. I want to mentor you and show you how to become wealthy. You have to get out there in the real world. And that requires an investment on your part. So don't be afraid to make that investment. It's hands down the, the best return that you'll, you'll ever have. That's great advice. I would also add to read books and listen to podcasts because education is critically important. 100%. Would your advice be any different to non-millennials? No, I don't think it would at all, actually. And it's funny because I'm traveling around the world and having talks with you know millennials, but also 40, 50, 60, 70-year-olds who are getting the same benefit from what I'm saying as these young people are. The reason why I'm so passionate about millennials is because I think that we have a – because everybody gets it, right? Or most people get it in life. And I'm doing it in quotation marks, whatever it is. It's the really the mindset. But most people get it, and it's really just a matter of when. But the great ones, the ones who are able to accomplish great things quickly and have a massive impact and get a massive results are the ones who get it early. I mean nobody wants to be that 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old guy looking back saying – man, I wish I would have thought this way then or realizing that they had the power, ability and resources all along to really get paid to live their dream life. If they just had a little bit more exposure, a little bit more financial education, maybe a mentor, you know, if I just would have hung out in the right environments, if I just would have heard this earlier. And I think, you know, the reason why I'm so passionate about millennials is because I want to get them before they jump into those long-term commitments while they're young and give them that exposure to how the real world actually works and show them that you know you don't have to live to get paid. You can get paid to live. Sean, where do you see your generation 10 years from now? We talk a lot about millennials and it's in the media all the time. Where do you think you guys are going to be 10 years from now? That is a great question. I have so much to say about this. I'll try to keep it short for the sake <laughs> okay. of time. Actually, before we hopped on this call, I was asked to do a TED Talk. So I'm working on coming up with my presentation and and the working title of my presentation right now is uh, The Millennial Generation, The Rise or Downfall of America. Are we the greatest? Are we, we have the potential to be either the greatest generation in history or the worst generation in history. And I say that because we are headed into, you know, if you study macroeconomics or, you know, just where the world is at in terms of our economy and the dollar specifically, if you study that like I do, the writing is on the wall and we are quickly headed into a huge crisis. But most people look at that and are like, oh, that's terrible. I think it is extremely exciting. And he says, the flip side of every every crisis is, is an opportunity. And the bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. I mean, more millionaires were made in the Great Depression than any other time in, in America's history. And we have an opportunity right now to not only benefit personally, but really change the course of, and again, because of the positioning of the United States, not just change the course of this country, but change the course of the world. And I think if I can, if, and this is, why, again, why I'm so passionate about reaching the millennial generation, uh, is because if we can start thinking this way now and start taking actions 
together and come together, but also personally on a personal level, you know, we, we have an opportunity of a lifetime to make the world an, an amazing place and, and really add a ton of value to the world. So I see my generation, I'm a, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I see us as going down in history as one of the greatest generations ever, not just because of who we are and the, the personalities that we have, but the technology that we have today. And again, where we're at in the economy, I think it's just a huge, huge opportunity. So it sounds like you're pretty optimistic and bullish about where our country will be 10 years from now. Yes. I don't know for sure. I don't think anybody really knows for sure, but I think there is a lot of crisis in our near future. But you know, if you position yourself right and you have the skills to be able to thrive in those times, it's a huge opportunity. You're one of the smartest 24-year-olds I've spoke to in a long, long, long time, maybe ever. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, well, it's true. I mean, and you're, you're walking your talk is what you're doing. You've changed how you think. You've gotten yourself some mentors. You know, you're surrounding yourself with brilliant people. And, you know, everything you've just said has been proving itself with you. I mean, you're a living example of, of what you're preaching. And that's brilliant. That means a lot, Well, you, especially, especially coming from you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners, whether they're millennials or not? Anything I didn't ask you that you wish I did? No, you asked some great questions and you really made me happy because I got to talk about something that I'm extremely passionate about. And uh, I think, you know, if, if I had one thing to say to everybody, you know, there's a there's a lot of negativity out there about the millennial generation, how we're entitled, narcissistic, lazy, all this and and more. And, you know, that type of talk and that type of labeling, that doesn't help anybody. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and defend my generation because stereotypes are true for a reason. You know, half the population of millennials probably does live up to a lot of those stereotypes. But there's people out there and a lot of my millennial friends, because of the environments that I hang out with, aren't that way at all. And they're, And one thing about the millennial generation is that we want to be a part of something bigger. And I don't think that there's a bigger something to be a part of than right now. So, you know, one of the things that I'm doing is surrounding myself with guys who are older than me, you know, and are much farther along and experienced in the business world, but in life. And I'm learning from them. And they love being around the younger guys, too, because it's that, that energy that it feeds them. And me and my dad are working on things together. I see other millennials and their parents kind of coming together and working on things. I think if we can really come together and, you know, create environments where this way of thinking can thrive, I think we just have a massive opportunity. So I, I challenge everybody out there who's listening to put yourself in those environments, start building relationships and, and getting the skills to thrive in the, in the near future. I love it. Don't just survive, thrive. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, this is perfect. Sean, you're a smart guy. I'm glad you know we spent this uh, time together here on this episode. I'd love to have you back on the show down the road once you get your book launched and as things start to uh, mature even further for you. So, That would be awesome. I'd love to. Well, tell our listeners how they can find you. I know you got a new website up, so why don't you share that with everybody? Sure. You can find and get a little bit more information and, and details and kind of break down those three keys to success at realworldmasters.com. 
So you can kind of think of it as your real world master's degree. So realworldmasters.com. I have a free ebook on there and they can connect with me through that and a lot more to come. So I'm built, working on building some uh, more resources and creating some more environments for millennials to get some more insight and exposure to how the real world works and financial education and entrepreneurship. So realworldmasters.com is how they can connect with me. Great. Sean, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Is your cash working hard for you? Savings accounts and most stocks, bonds, and mutual funds provide little to no real rates of return. How would you like your cash to earn a 15% annual rate of return fully secured by real estate? Our private lending program allows investors to safely invest in our real estate projects without any long-term commitments. Self-directed retirement accounts also qualify. For your free information packet, please visit PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. That's PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.